This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebon Rudama. We're talking about Connecticut turning intersections into roundabouts. There was initial opposition to almost all the roundabouts, and then people got used to them, and now the, the reaction is generally very positive. That's Tom Condon with the Connecticut Mirror. He'll give us his behind-the-scenes look at why the Connecticut Department of Transportation is installing roundabouts at the center intersections. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Hamilton, executive editor of the Connecticut Mirror. Our impact reporting is made possible because of the financial support of members like you. If you are a Connecticut Mirror member, thank you. You're helping to create and sustain in-depth news coverage here in the state. If you haven't yet supported the Connecticut Mirror, I encourage you to do so. Nonprofit, nonpartisan journalism like this is vital to our democracy. Go to ctmirror.org and click the red donate button. Thank you. Hello, Tom. Traffic circles have been around forever. How come the renewed interest in Connecticut, and why did you decide to focus on this story? Well, there's a difference between traffic circles and modern roundabouts. Now, traffic circles have been around, right, since the earliest one I could find was in 1905, Columbus Circle in Manhattan, which we all know is <laughs> kind of chaotic. But the modern roundabout is a radical rethinking of the traffic circle. Now, for one thing, traffic approaching it has to slow down because they have to yield to cars that are already in the rotary. So you have to slow down. Now, there, there are also what are called splitter lanes. Going into a modern roundabout, you have to make a right turn and then follow the circle counterclockwise until you decide which, uh, which exit you're going to take, and that will be another right turn but these splitter islands are, again, they're, they're split, so traffic is only going in one direction. Why did you decide to focus on this story? I saw the trend. I was driving through Salem one day, and I saw the roundabout there, and I know that intersection, for, I've known it for years, and it has been very unsafe. This is the intersection of Route 85 and Route 82. And what happens there is the state never finished the Route 11 expressway. So this is now the highway to nowhere. So cars have to get off at Route 82, and some of them just speed into that intersection. And uh, there have been a lot of accidents there. So uh, going through that, I said, wait a minute, this is a... This is different. And then I went through the one, I drove through the one in Granby, which is just on this side of the mass border. And I thought, we're doing something different here. And I wanted to find out if it was working. So I looked up the data, and it is. And basically, you, you turn to the Connecticut Department of Transportation. They say that they're looking at up to 8,000 intersections in Connecticut right now because of the studies. And could you just tell us what the studies showed as far as you know, I know 2022 was a very bad year for accidents in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. And, and so there's been a renewed interest in that. But could you just tell us what the well, they, stats the, uh, were able the, to the tell 8, us? The 8,000 Intersections is a study done by the Capital Region Council of Governments. And what they were trying to do was identify intersections that would benefit from a roundabout. 
you know, intersections that had a lot of accidents, intersections that were awkward. I, there was one of five corners in Ellington, you know, was a, a very awkward intersection. And, uh, the, you know, the, so they were trying to identify the, the intersections in the 38-town capital region that would benefit from, um, from roundabouts. They have identified at least three in every town. Some of them has been in Hartford, 48. The towns with more intersections tend to have more that would benefit from roundabouts. And, and you know, having more roundabouts means drivers have to know how to navigate these roundabouts. Is there any special effort to, to make that happen? There, there is signage. But I would like to see more of a public education effort because when when drivers get used to them, there are fewer accidents. But uh, you know, if you come upon one, I years ago I was driving in France and I came on a, a roundabout. There are a lot of these in Europe, as, you know. And I thought, what do I do now? <laughs> and and I kept driving around the circle, and I finally figured it out. But uh, it is there really should be more. I mean, there there have been you know, intermittent efforts to do this, but there really should be a, a stronger public education process, you know, public service ads, thing like, things like that. Because again, once people get used to it, everyone has an opinion, but uh, but I think when people get used to them, most people will, will see the benefit. There was initial opposition to almost all the roundabouts, you know, and uh, and then people got used to them. And now the, the reaction is generally very positive. Does it also improve traffic flow? Oh, absolutely. There's no question. It basically, traffic doesn't stop when you have a uh, when you have a stoplight. You know, and then on a busy road, traffic can back up. You know, for a long way. And here, the traffic keeps flowing. Now it, it, it goes slower when there's more traffic, but it keeps moving. You know, that has a lot of benefits: save time, less less pollution. Um, it does improve traffic flow. But, and, you know, this has been going on. People have been pushing for more roundabouts in Connecticut for the past almost 40 years now. Why has it taken so long for uh, the concept to gather steam? Yeah, you know, I wondered that myself. <laughs> this is the land of steady habits. But once uh, there was actually uh, an engineer in uh, in. Um, the Department of Transportation, who studied European models and who really pushed it. And then there was a Hartford planner, Tony Gold, who kept pushing this as we got it, we've got to do this. You know, it is gonna, it's gonna cut down on accidents and it's gonna improve traffic flow. And so it, you know, I mean, these things don't come out of thin air. They, you know, it's because people advocate for them, but it did, yeah, it took, um, well, it took longer than it should have, but it's now, you know, we're, we're finally there. We're moving. Tom Condon writes about urban and regional issues for the Connecticut Mirror. Thank you, Tom. Long Story Short is hosted by me, Ebon Udana, and produced by Molly Ingram. Harriet Jones is our editor. WSHU's Alicia Dodario and the Connecticut Mirror's Gabby D. Benedictus are our digital team. This podcast is a collaboration between the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. We go behind the scenes at the home of public policy journalism in Connecticut. More can be found online at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Our episodes can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.